Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Simzak. There I was completely wasting out of working down. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, and you've got the right to remain loud. Oh, yeah. How's that for an intro? That'll work. It's better than anything I could have come up with. Okay. Well, that's why I'm Aaron Camaro, and you're Chris Sinzak, because we both carry the load in different ways, don't we? We do. So this week, we're going to do something a little different. This is a Chris Sinzak original. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> it's an inspired pick. Yeah. So we're going to have fun with that. We're going to get into that. We'll explain it all to you, because we're going to figure it out as we go, too. But before we get into it, we got to tell you about this. It's my favorite, favorite thing. It's iTunes Reviews, and we've got one right here. Five stars, and it's entitled Unbe-Freaking-Leavable. I like the title. Mm -hmm. So far, so good. Holy shit. You know it's going to be good when it starts like that. Well, I don't know. It could go either way with that. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it could. Holy shit, this show sucked. Unbe-Freaking-Leavably bad. That'd be awful. (laughs) All right, let's keep reading and see what it says. Uh, great episode this week. Rare hair was killer. This week was just phenomenal, as it is every week. Even when they banter incessantly about Kiss, they're still entertaining and informative. Never seems to disappoint. Makes me look forward to every upcoming week to get the new episode. They constantly remind us that there are a lot more to the bands we love besides the hits. Rare hair has got down to the meat and potatoes of why we love the bands we do. The hits brought us the bands. Rare Hair showed us why they're still in our hearts. Keep the flag flying, guys. That's a five-star iTunes review from TJ Carolina. Comes to us from right here in the USA, and that's awesome. That is awesome. Thanks, TJ. I really appreciate that. Yeah, very cool, man. Hey, if you guys want to help us out, do us a solid, leave us an iTunes review. You know, when iTunes is looking through and saying, which which podcast should we promote? Which ones should we put out there in the forefront? They look at that. How many iTunes mm-hmm. reviews? How many five stars do you got? You know, and they, they take that in, into consideration. And we're trying to, we're rock and roll ambassadors is what we are. And we're trying to reach out to everybody out there that doesn't know about what we got going on here and inviting them in to join the party. Absolutely. Great way to do it. So Yeah, remember the five stars part because if i see one star next week and it says holy shit then i'm gonna be a little worried <laughs> i'll be all excited and be like all right another one. Oh wait no no yeah probably not yeah. our other favorite people geeks of the week this week heck yeah if you want to be geek of the week and you're new to the show just share on facebook retweet on twitter this week's episode and uh, i'll mention your name on the show as long as i see it Geeks of the Week this week are Ian Wildy from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, David Glenn, Anthony Britt, Derek Leva, Mike Stewart, Adam Cox, Matt Ashcraft, Greg York, Brad Schick, Kenneth Roy, Chris Karam, Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Mark Alden-Taylor, Kevin Williams, Justin A6, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Thomas Mukaji, Warren Money, 
Wally Norton, Joe Mama's Wrestling Podcast, Aaron Baker, Andrew Jacobs, and Andrew Jacobs, and Andrew Jacobs, and Andrew Jacobs. Nice. Times 100. Thank you. Ryan Knapp, Darren Parkin, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Trevor McDougal, Mikhail Burrell, Brent Tibbetts, Wayne Cross, Todd Cunningham, Shane Abair, Mark Milner, Stacey Sullivan, Tom Smoke, Richard Stritch, Darren Hillowell, Ernesto Aguiar, Derek Novak, the Off Our Meds podcast, and the Mooger Fooger. Right on. Those are our people out there in the streets spreading the word about the Decibel Geek podcast, sharing, retweeting, doing what they got to do to get the word out. We love them, we appreciate them, and they've earned the honor of being our Geeks of the Week. Yes, so share this one so I can do it next week. All right. So what is it, right. we're, what is it we're doing today? This is pretty off the cuff for Decibel Geek. Well, the, the, you saw the title, Cranking the Law, and you saw the artwork with the blue line and all that. And right. Let me make it 100% clear. Because I, I just got back from vacation. Yeah. I've got song picks and nothing else. Well, and I and that's mostly what I have, but um, I'll just tell you where it's coming from. This is not going to be a political episode. We're not going to debate over you know whose life matters or, or who's wrong and who's right or anything like that. But basically, we've got a... Uh, a list. One of our listeners is a police officer, a guy named William. I think we got more than one. I've, I'm sure I've, we do. Over the years, I've heard several references to. So yeah, and and I've had family that were police officers, and um, th- this is the extent of how political I'm going to get. I, I just wanted to tip my hat to the good police officers that are out there that are protecting yeah, people because there are a lot of them. Most of them. And you know, and I'm not going to say everyone no, that everyone's perfect or one size perfect or the other. They're not. There's a lot of there's work that needs to be done everywhere. But right, because just in case you're not listening to this in the United States, there's some crazy shit going on over here right now, and has been going on for oh, quite well, a while. Oh, I'm sure they know too. Well, I'm sure it's all over their news. Yeah, BBC's going. Hey, you think you got it bad? Check out what's going on in America. Yeah, but no, it's you know it's a crazy topic these days. But I just think it bears repeating that uh, the. That police officers, you know, put their lives on the line every day for us and do a job that I think most of us would not want to do ourselves. And uh, it's a it's a thankless job, and it's a it's a job that's not in much demand these days for how they're being portrayed a lot. Right. So uh, if we the only political thing I'll say is the media. Fuck the media because they're pretty bad about slanting things. I'll just say that both ways. Okay. Well, um, we might dig more into your uh, feelings as the show oh goes God. on. Uh, I'm going to run off half the listeners. William, who's a, a police officer, was a listener. He had mentioned something on a thing, and and it just hit me. I was like, well, you know, there's a lot of songs about the law, and a lot of rock and metal songs about the law. Now, of course, most of them are about breaking the law. Well, of course, and so going against the law. Hard rock and classic metal here, yeah. So, <laughs> William and your fellow boys in blue, please uh, take this in the spirit in which it's intended. This right. is not about telling people to break the law. No, we well, tip our hat to you, but now we're going to play a bunch of songs about breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I can make both things work. You know? Okay, all right, <laughs> give me That's a break. Cool, but yeah. So, um, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to do this, and I think we came up with some pretty good choices too. I think so. So for my first pick, I want to go back to 1987. Anthrax put out Among the Living, their third studio album. Kind of by many fans is their best album. I'll debate that. Maybe their best with Joey. Uh, Certified Gold, 1990. And I'm going to play. This is a very obvious pick, but it had to be picked. Uh, This is the first single from the album and is written in honor of comic book badass Judge Dredd, whose famous tagline is, I am the law.
That's cool. Yeah, I, I mean that was that was that one came to me right away. When that's I came up yeah, that was, that was the first one that popped into your mind. I oh bet, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. That's totally a great yeah. tune, man. I love it. If we're talking about like what's going on here lately with the the craziness going on, especially here in the United States, I gotta just tell you that my opinion has changed as I've gotten older mm-hmm. when it comes to when it comes to law <laughs> yeah. enforcement. Because when I was a young kid. Yeah. I was a punk ass, you know. I did all kinds of stupid bullshit and was rebellious and mischievous and got into all kinds of trouble and was trouble for my local police department. And, you know, luckily for me, or I guess unluckily for me, I grew up in a small town <laughs> where they didn't have a whole lot better to do but to mess with the long hair white kids, you right. know. And we were all Motley Crue fans and Metallica fans and Guns N' Roses and me kiss. Yeah. And, you know, so we're out running the streets and raising hell and getting in all kinds of trouble. But as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that they're out there trying to protect us, you know. And we see on the news all the time, like, where somebody gets shot by a police officer, yeah. right or wrong. You know, so, you know, some of them end up being a misunderstanding. So, yeah, he did have a gun after all, or yeah. he just robbed a convenience mart five minutes before this all went down. And there's other times where, you know, the cops have shot somebody that have not been armed. It goes both ways. But I think if you lined up the numbers of 
people that have lost their lives due to being shot by police versus people that have had their lives saved by police officers, I think there would be a major difference in those numbers. I would think so, yeah. Because I think the police are doing way more good than doing wrong, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Rock and roll doesn't really reflect that. Not really. But, I mean, it's always more fun to write songs about breaking the law than following it. Right. So here's a good one for you. I look both ways before I cross the street. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really kind of work. No. Let's, Let's not do that. Let's instead go back to 1980 with Saxon and Strong Arm of the Law.
I love that song. You gotta love it, man. Classic Saxon. Yep, nineteen eight. That, that's a hell of a year for heavy metal too. That was, I think, Saxon at their peak right there. I mean, a lot of people debate between Wheels of Steel and Strong Arm of the Arm of the Law over yeah. which is the best Saxon album. I I like some of their newest stuff, honestly. Yeah, yeah. some of their new stuff is really really and it's good. Produced real well. Like yes. to hear them, you know, with high high production value. Some of those early albums don't have the greatest sound on them, but uh, yeah, Biff Byford. Uh, I mean. That guy's a legend, man. And watch him some live footage. Go to YouTube after you're done with the show today and look up some Saxon from last week because they probably played somewhere last week. And they're still out there, and they're killing it, man. It's awesome. Yeah, they're a great band, and that's a good pick. Uh, So for my one, and I've played this song before on the show. I think I've played it twice on the show, but screw it. It's another chance to play this one, and it's definitely a song about breaking the law. Um, This hardcore superstar put out their ninth studio album in February 2013. Um, It was one of my top songs of that year, and uh, written from the standpoint of a boy idolizing his outlaw father who was above the law.
I don't know what kind of cops they have in Sweden, but uh, that kid's dad must have been their enemy. Apparently, they had it pretty easy because they're all getting away with it. I guess so. There ain't a whole lot going on in Sweden. I love countries like Sweden. You don't ever hear about them in the news. You know, they don't they don't have the crazy shit that goes on here in the United States. Why? Why is Sweden so cool? I mean, is it because their rock and the roll rock and is roll. so good? Yeah. That it keeps everybody cool? Probably. It makes sense. There's a lot of great bands in Sweden They're coming out chilling of Sweden out listening all the time. to Europe albums. Totally. <laughs> we need to get back to that. We do. For sure. Um, so I guess I was just going through and just kind of picking some songs about... It's funny because, like you say, you know, there's not a lot of positive songs about the law. It's rock and roll is so rebellious. Well, that's the point of rock and roll. Have you ever been arrested? Yeah, I was arrested, but I wasn't charged. Did you ever spend the night in jail? Or I anything? did. Yeah, but my grandmother got me out of it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> my grandmother worked at the criminal justice center. Yeah. in Nashville, and I beat the shit out of a guy who grabbed my girlfriend's ass. Ah. And I got put in jail, and then she finagled with the overnight judge to not put me like i had to spend the night there as a punishment but i didn't get written up at you know with paperwork wow nice yeah but i should have for i should have been arrested and the guy didn't press charges on me and she got me out of it i suppose he kind of knew he deserved it i suppose at he that did, point but yeah at a concert or something no walking out of a movie out of a movie in uh, west nashville and he just runs up and grabs her ass i mean it was like a lot of people walking you know kind of crossing each other and yeah. then this guy just got a, a big handful of her ass right in front of me and that's crazy and, I just, and for some and i it was like a switch went off and i'm not a i'm not a fighter at all no you don't I'm, strike I'm, me as somebody I'm not. that would beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> but something got into me that day and i just i just i got i pinned him down i had my knees on his his arms yeah and i just wailed on him for like four minutes it felt, felt like four minutes till the mall cops showed up no nah, there were some people that were there pulled me off and then the cops came they held me down until the cops showed up and the other dude just ran off or what? No, he was laying there. I beat the fuck out of him. He was, wow. No, he was bleeding out of his nice. mouth and everything. Don't fuck with Michelle Sinzak. Oh, no. Well, God, yeah. I'm, I'm way too out of shape to beat anybody <laughs> up now. Are you kidding me? This is when I was fucking 18. I was, yeah. yeah. I was young and in shape at the time. Yeah, but I bet you if somebody come around messing with your wife, you oh, would, I would still defend her. That same trigger I don't know that switch. I'd be as successful, but I would, the, the switch would go off. You'd turn into Bruce freaking Wayne right there yeah. in front of everybody. <laughs> I would turn into Bruce Wayne, not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Can I offer you some money to leave us alone? Yeah, right. Awesome. No, that yeah, that's the extent of my my jail time. I got some good stories. I'm I sure can, you do. I can share. I've can bailed share. plenty of friends out of jail. Though. All right. Before I go into any of my jail stories, which I've got a couple of them, I guess if we want to do that, make it interesting. Uh, I'm sure that night when you were locked up, and I know that the couple of times that I have been, you know, I've always felt the same way. This one comes to you from 1991. I'm sure back in the day you probably maybe felt like you heard this one a million times, but guess what? But you haven't heard it in a minute. It's a good one. It's off Bad Motor Finger. It's Soundgarden, and they're going to break that rusty cage.
you almost forgot how good a song that is, didn't you? It's a great guitar riff. Uh, oh, it takes, so good. Takes me back to high school. I, I think that was that the first first Soundgarden song I ever heard. That might have been the first one I've heard. I can't. It remember. It was on Headbangers Ball. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Had all that fast editing on the video. Yeah, yep. when they're outside singing and playing. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff, man. Also love uh, Jesus Christ pose. Off of yeah, that, album. that whole album's really good. Mm-hmm. We got to do a album's unleashed on that. Eventually, one of them's got to move to Nashville, right? Yeah, I get Kim Thale to come over. Cool. Set it up. I'll do that. Awesome. Okay, so for my next one, before we go into break, this was another one that came to mind right away, and um, it's uh, Striper from 1990. They put out the Against the Law album, and it was their fifth studio album. That's kind of misleading. What do you mean? With Striper releasing an album called Against the Law. Well, let me get into a little bit of the whole the method behind this album. It marked a radical change in their musical and visual direction, and they got rid of the yellow and black outfits. They really toned down on the evangelical lyrics and the Aquanet. No, they still did the Aquanet. Oh, okay, but uh, they put like more leather on, and lyrics were more about like just rock and roll and relationships and stuff. And although the, I mean, there was still a Christian type view viewpoint from it, but it was not as I guess blatant and um, still wholesome. Still wholesome. I mean, they're always going to be that way, but. Uh, Apparently, their the Christian fan base felt betrayed by it. Oh and, wow! Um, it wasn't like wasn't something they announced, but the, you know the fans noticed it, and a lot of them said that they had sold out and you know wow. put their Christianity on hold to try to go after bigger success. Well, it's not like they were releasing an album dedicated to Satan. Or no, anything. they didn't. Although some people were kind of like like what's this whole against the law thing? You know, like are you going the opposite way? But but it's not, there's nothing evil about the record at all, Hmm. but the album didn't sell very well at all. I mean, which that, I mean, their Christian fan base was their fan base. I mean, they, they did have breakthrough success with the albums before it, but that Christian fan base was their core fan base. And then everything on top of it was what made them big. Was losing the yellow and black really that important? And well, it's late, late eighties. I don't know. Is that akin to like Metallica cutting their hair? Maybe. Or Kiss taking off their makeup? I don't know. But hmm. uh, this album was produced by Tom Werman, and, uh, but I feel it's aged pretty well, and in hindsight it didn't get a fair shake. But here's the title track to Against the Law. Oh! 
All right, before we get back into some good, wholesome, law-abiding rock and roll (laughs) here this week on Decibel Geek, I want to take just a moment to let you know that if you've got a man cave, like a place of your very own, and you need the kind of things that you can hang up on the walls and just show everybody that this is your happy place, let me tell you, you just found your new happy place, and it's over at HK Collectibles, Inc., right there on Amazon. You go through the link at decibelgeek.com, you're going to find all kinds of cool stuff. Advertising prints such as a Red Fox Colt 45 malt liquor ad from 1974. How cool is that? I'd I'd like to have that. That's pimping right there. And he's also got a poster for the 1981 horror movie, The Howling. It's an awesome movie. That was an awesome movie. I remember the werewolf's faces would all bubble Mm. up and stuff. How cool. All that and, of course, collectible concert tickets from all different eras. You like the 80s. You like the 90s. You like the 70s. He's got it all over there at HK Collectibles, Inc. Just go to decibelgeek.com. Click on the HK Collectibles Inc. banner, and it will take you there. You will thank us. Your man cave will say, this is your happy place. You'll love it. And you'll have a talking man cave, apparently. It'll tell you that. Okay. It, it doesn't even need to speak. It speaks to like, you through your mind. kind of like Pee-wee's Playhouse, where all the furniture talks back to you. Shit, yeah, it's all over there at HK Collectibles. Hi, Cherry. I bet she's got some Pee-wee Herman collectibles. He probably does. I'm sure he probably does. I wouldn't want his movie theater ticket, though. No, you can, he can keep that. You can have it framed. Hey. <laughs> as long as I'm not touching it. Hey, we always talk about if you want to help us out here at Decibel Geek, a great way to do it is leave us five-star iTunes reviews. Uh, like us on Facebook. Man, the Facebook. It's hopping. It's been hopping on the Facebook page. A lot of people getting in on the conversation over there. We've been getting a lot of likes. We are just about at 3,800. As we speak, we may already be at 3,800 likes on Facebook. That's organic, baby. I'm proud of that. You know, I see see other, you know, things that are liked that are just the numbers are massive. But I'm proud of each one of those 3,800 people that each individually like the Decibel Geek podcast. They're either rock and rollers. Or they're related to us. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's a good crew to be in right there. I don't have 3,000 cousins, so some of you really listen to the show. Right. So we appreciate everybody. Share the word with us. Become a Geek of the Week. Uh, tweet, retweet, all that good stuff. Share it on Facebook. Um, another thing, other things to check out? Well, decibelgeek.com. That is the, the big mama jamma right there of rock and roll podcasting and journalism all tied up into one page. Tell me about some of the articles been going up there lately. A lot of great stuff and a lot of cool photo galleries because uh, I know a lot of our people have been out at festival shows. Yeah. Baco put up a whole really awesome gallery of Jackal playing at a festival. That was super cool, man. I seen that a on a Jackal there. Facebook fan page. Yeah, and the stuff gets shared everywhere. So yeah. yeah. A lot of great material there. That's very cool. Also, you know, amazing articles being written, all those photos. YouTube is hammered right now with like every day, man. There's new videos being loaded. I saw Rock and Ron had put up some Joan Jett. I saw him put up some Heart. I saw him some Cheap Tricks, some Love Razor, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, Love Razor just played the other night uh, in Canada, and their singer was wearing our shirt. How cool is that? We had like three of our writers were out at the show. It's the only shirt he owns. I know. It's the only shirt you need to own. 
go to decibelgeek.com, order yourself a t-shirt, or even better, you want to get yourself the best deal on a t-shirt that you can possibly get, become a member of VIP. There's a level in there that'll get you a t-shirt, and once you pay for it, you get all kinds of extra stuff along with it, including the Chris and Aaron show, and we've got, oh man, I've got what, hair, rare hair adventure to put up, Yeah, and uh, I put up some wrestling stuff, we put up Big it's insane. Yeah, we did verses. I'm going to be putting that up. The Arnold Palmer Memorial Tournament. Yes. Has nothing to do with golf, guys. But, no. Um, plenty to do with rock and roll. But the VIPs probably know already about it. Probably. Or will very soon. Yeah. It's fun. I like doing the VIP stuff. All right. What else we got going on? Woo. The list. The, oh, yeah. How could we forget about the list? When you go to decibelgeek.com, no matter what you're going there for, be it the T-shirt, the articles, the photos, the videos, everything you're going to decibelgeek.com for. One important thing to know, it's right up there by the HK Collectibles Inc. banner. It's our Amazon banner. We know everybody's doing their shopping on Amazon nowadays. It's so easy. Pretty soon they're going to be flying it to your house on drones, aren't they? Oh, God, that scares me. It's like, I I need this Motorhead CD, like, right now. And then, like, ten minutes later, a little helicopter shows up in front of your house and drops it off for you. It'll happen eventually. I can't wait. (laughs) So cool. When you're doing your shopping on Amazon, which we know you're all doing, a great way to help us out is to swing on over to decibelgeek.com. Click on our Amazon banner. Instead of going just straight to Amazon through your normal, normal ways, that's not exciting. Anybody can just go to Amazon. What you get is a feeling, a feeling of satisfaction and knowing that you, while you did not pay a penny more for any of your purchases, you have helped out some rock and rollers at the Decibel Geek Podcast. That's something to feel good about. Yep. Yeah, totally. So if you click on that link, you go to Amazon, you do all your shopping. Like I said, it doesn't cost you anything extra. Everything you buy, Amazon gives us a cut of it, and they also give us the list. Yes, and they give us a list of what you buy, and these are some of the more notable things that were purchased in the last seven days. Some cool stuff was bought this week. Uh, a new book, they call me Super Mensch by Shep Gordon. Nice. Was bought. That's like an Alice Cooper book, right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. he, Shep's been there since day one, and he's managed the careers of tons of people, and uh, I'm going to try to pick that book up. We yeah, got to, for sure. We got to meet Shep at the Alice show uh, a few months ago. I t- took a picture of him holding our flyer in the lobby. That's right. How um, cool. Super nice guy. Uh, HP LaserJet monochrome printer. That was not cheap. Thank nice. you very much. See, it doesn't have to be rock and roll. It can be anything. Uh, Elixir bronze acoustic guitar strings was bought. Thank mm, you so nice. much. Uh, in movies, some cool movies were bought. Uh, the 007 collection, the Pierce Brosnan version. Uh, 007 collection, the Timothy Dalton version. Huh. Uh, and A View to a Kill was bought. That's my favorite 007 movie. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I saw that in the theater the day that it opened. Uh, Kissology Volume 2, another copy of that was bought. Nice. Everybody should have those. And uh, in music, some cool oh, music was bought this stuff. week. Sweet. Oh, and I have to I have to make a uh, correction and an apology. Oh. Because um, last week I had mentioned that um, we only had one person um, suggest a uh, Sammy Hagar era Van Halen song for uh, for oh. the happiness episode, and I said it was Ian Wadley from Rock and Metal Combat. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ian. I apologize. It was not Ian Wadley. It was Ralph Vieira. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, now that that's fixed. In music, uh, ACDC, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap, High Voltage, and Let There Be Rock with Ball. Shit, yeah. Right there. Boom. We're doing our jobs. Diamonds, Never Want to Die, and The Bad Pack was purchased. Nice. 
Gabby Ray Scream. I don't know. I don't know that one. Docking Back for the Attack was bought. I know that one. Just did their reunion show out at uh, South Dakota. Ghost Pope Star was bought. That's their new EP, I believe. Opeth Sorceress, the two-disc deluxe version, was purchased. Sweet. Uh, Deep Purple, the complete album box set, 1970 to 76, 10 CDs. Right on. Because you got to have them all. You have to. Especially yeah. that era, 70 to 76. Shit, yeah. And yes, the studio album's box set, <laughs> 1969 to 1987, 12 albums was purchased. Wow. For a that's, show that never plays yes, we sell a shit ton of their catalog. See, now it makes perfect sense because it was like yes every week. And then all of a sudden it stopped for a while. They were and waiting. And we were kind of like, what What happened to the somebody buying Yes every single week off the Decibel Geek link? But here now we know they were saving up for the big purchase right there. All of them, 69 yeah. to 87, 12 albums in that bad boy. And you know it probably wasn't cheap. No, so that it means wasn't. that means Amazon when they take their percentage of it, that's a good thing because the more expensive things you buy, the more it helps us yeah. out. All it costs you is just a moment of your time to instead of just going to Amazon the normal way, just letting them know that we sent you through yeah. our link. It's as simple as that. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, so yes, fans, back on board. One of these days we're gonna have to do play some yes on the show, I guess. Have we discussed? Is there a heavier side of yes? We've talked about it. I haven't delved into the catalog to find it. That's that's the tough part. <laughs> oh. You guys tell us. Is there a heavier side of yes? Post the links on we, our Facebook page. And don't be trying to play a joke on us just to make us listen to yes when you know we're not going to like it. Uh-huh. So if it's it's not happening, please tell us the truth. Yeah, be honest. Because we're probably not going to take the time to do it on our own unless... Probably not. Unless provoked. Yeah. Okay, we may do. So I played Striper last, so you're up next. All right. You had a pretty cool getting arrested story. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's that cool, but... I never got arrested for beating anybody up. I just got arrested for doing stupid stuff, and it was always when I was real young. I got real lucky as far as, like, not getting caught with drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, no? Because I, I mean... uh, Let me think. Oh, there's one... uh, Here's a... I'll tell you... This is a funny story about not getting arrested that were, for all reasons, we should have been... Me and like four or five of my friends were a bunch of potheads and um, baking out my car out in a park um, in West Nashville, Evan Warner Park. So we're like sitting off in a in a fucking parking lot in the middle of the night, yeah. in the dark, baking out my car, just blazing. Yeah, and not, not giving a shit about anything. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing walking. It's like, what the fuck is that? And all of a sudden, tap, 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 tap on the window. And it's a fucking, it's not a cop, though. It's a park ranger. Out of the car, long hair. Yeah, he might as well have been. And then, uh, except I wasn't in there with the girls, and there were four other guys. But, uh, so we get out of the car, and there's smoke and everything everywhere. And uh, so he's like, well, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're just hanging out here, you know, you know just talking, hanging out. And he's like, uh-huh. He's like, all right, let me, I'm going to, and he starts searching all of us and only one of us actually had weed. Yeah. And it was, um, Steve who had, a. he had like, he used to have like these little tray things that you could put your pipe and your weed in like, yeah, like a Altoids box, you know, Sure. he had that in like the little hidden pocket in his, uh, leather jacket. Well, before he gets to him, so like he's patting down every single person and my friend Jason, who's like high strung. And not real, wasn't real bright. He starts patting him down and he feels, and Jason had an inhaler. He was asthmatic, which is kind uh-huh. of funny that he's baking out a car. <laughs> and he feels that in his pocket. He goes, what's that? 
And Jason goes, oh, it's my inhaler. And he starts digging his hand down in his pocket. And the guy's like, and he's a park ranger, but he's got a gun. Yeah. And he puts his hand on his gun. He's like, get your hand out of your pocket right now. And we're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? So that got the guy's ire up. And like, we're like, oh, and like, we're thinking we're all going to jail. Yeah. And uh, he finally gets to Steve and he pats him and he pats him on every single area except that one little spot nice. that had the box in it. And anyway, but then the joke was really on us because we get he's like, all right, guys, get back in the car. So we get back in the car and he's like, I just want to let you all know the reason I walked up to you and everything is we've had a lot of reports about guys meeting up out here <laughs> at night. And we thought maybe that's what was going on here. <laughs> So it was one of those biggest relief moments and also most embarrassing moments at the yeah, same time, and he left yeah. us alone. Oh, man. So whoever he was with, they flipped a coin, and you're like, you lose, you have to go tap on the window. Most likely. There's a big old man orgy going on in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were all we were all freaked out, paranoid. But I have so many stories of times where I should have gone to jail, but yeah. for some strange sure. reason we got out of it. Boy, while we're uh, paying tribute to law enforcement, we also ought to pay a tribute to park rangers. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently they got it rougher than you think. They got to watch out for those picnic baskets. Uh-huh. One thing nobody wants to be is institutionalized. This is a classic. But I went a little different route on it. From Still Psycho after all these years, it was a remake done in 1993. This one's got Robert Trujillo on it playing bass. You're going to love it. It's the suicidal tendencies with Institutionalized. I'm 
mom and my dad came in. They pulled up the chair and they sat down. They go, Mike, we need to talk to you. And I said, okay, what's the matter? They go, well, me and your mom, we've been noticing lately. You've been having a lot of problems. And you haven't been acting like yourself. And we're afraid that you're going to hurt somebody. And we're afraid that you're going to hurt yourself. So we decided that it would be in your best interest if we put you somewhere where you can get the help that you need. And I said, wait, what are we talking about? We decided my best interest. How can you know? How can you say what my best interest is? What are you trying to say? I'm crazy? When I went to your school, I went to your churches, I went to your institutional learning facilities. So how can you say that I'm crazy? They say they're gonna fix my brain and leave it suffering in my pain. By the time they fix my head mentally, I'll be dead. I'm not crazy. Gotta love that, man. Yeah, that's a that's a classic. There's so many stories of people getting wrongly accused and wrongly assaulted and wrongly shot. There was a guy that was truly a victim. That's true. So what else are we talking about today? Oh, uh, I'll tell you another story that's funny. Okay. Okay. This is another one where the this is a this is one where the cop was probably almost to the end of his shift and was probably I think I've told you this before, but he uh, because there other, there's no other reason in his right mind that he shouldn't have taken us to jail. Me and my friend Jeremy were, uh, basically we would go back and forth between a town called Murfreesboro where we went to college and a town called Antioch. Uh And we would buy weed from this guy out in Antioch and buy it cheap from him, then go back and sell it to the college kids. So we basically spend the day going back and forth because we didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. So we just go and do small purchases. You weren't going to any of your classes. Oh, fuck no. (laughs) I was selling dope. And, uh, so we got, we're like at the end of the day, it's like 10 o'clock at night and we're coming back and like, I'm doing bong reps as we get off the interstate in the car and I've got a backpack with weed in it and my, and my bong. And I put my bong down in the backpack and there's a bong basically sitting between my feet and a few baggies of dope. Yeah. And separate baggies, too, because I'm going to deliver to, like, three people. Right. You get more trolls. So, and we had forgotten that Jeremy's uh, driver's side headlight was out. Like, completely, we're so stoned, we just forgot all about it. You guys are bad pot runners. Oh, we were stupid. And uh, so we're getting off the interstate and just la-di-da-di-da, thinking everything's fine, because he's a good driver when he's stoned and all. And uh, a cop gets behind us, and uh, I'm thinking, well... No big deal. We're not doing anything wrong. And uh, there's this like big hoopty pimp ride in front of us. And, and we're going from light to light and everything. And we get to a light. And all of a sudden we hear the click, click, pull over. And we're like, was he talking to us? And we're like, surely not. Because we're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. And we're like, maybe he's talking to that hoopty up ahead of us. That's us stereotyping. And we're like, okay. So the light turns green. We start going. And all of a sudden it goes back on. The lights flash. It goes, pull over now. Oh, like, oh no. shit. So we pull over and we're and I'm looking at him and he's looking at me. I'm like, why is he pulling us over? You know, he has no reason to pull us over. But we're both baked. And so he comes over, the window goes down, smoke starts coming out of the window. And Cot goes, You guys, do you know why I pulled you over? And Jeremy's just sitting there staring You know when you're so stoned you can't get the thoughts to complete themselves and you're just kind of sitting there in silence for a minute before you decide what you're going to answer? No. Well, at least that's what he was doing. Like, he's sitting there in silence, and I'm like, 
what the fuck? Say something. Say something. And then he, <laughs> uh, and like he's thinking, and then all of a sudden he goes, oh yeah, my headlight's out. And like he's all relieved that he remembered why he was pulled over. I'm thinking, yeah, you're pulled over. And we, so he was just running through yeah. his mind of all the different things it could be. Yeah. And he's just, oh, yeah. He was so proud of himself that he remembered <laughs> that the headlight was out. I'm like, you fucking idiot. And he, and he goes, yeah. Um, how long has it been out? And Jeremy goes, another long pause. A day. And he's like, <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, sir, you need to get that replaced, you know. Just go on about your business and get that replaced, okay? Uh, and like, he hadn't checked his license or anything. So he's just going to, he was just going to warn us and leave us alone. Right. So he starts to walk away, and for some dumb reason, Jeremy leans out the window and goes, how much is a headlight? No. Cop walks back to the oh, car. Oh, no, no. And he's like, <laughs> the cop's really befuddled. He's Shut like, up. I don't know, like $20 maybe? He's like, oh, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Cop starts walking away again. Right about there, I'd be punching him in the I'm ready going, to. And then he leans his head out again. He goes, where would I get one at? Oh, no. And I'm like, how fucking high are you? When you're, do you not realize who you're talking to? And he, he walks. slapped him right in the back of his head. Well, he starts walking back to the car, and I grab his arm, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't shut up. Oh, man. And he's like, uh, auto zone, advance one of those places. You guys be careful, okay? And I think he's like, he knew he had to have known something was up. Wow. But he had to, he must have been on his, because this was right by the police station too. Yeah. This must have been right as he was about to clock out. Because there's like, no other I, reason that he would have let us go. I pull all these crazy fools out of this car. <laughs> but I got to go home for supper. But yeah, I've got a backpack between my legs with a bong and like three different baggies of weed. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Wow. So yeah. So now that you've alienated our police officer audience. I'm sorry. <laughs> These songs are all rock and roll. Most of them are against it, but we're cool with I it. I can't wait to get the feedback on this episode. <sighs> okay. Well, Whose turn is it? It's yours. Is it mine? Yes. Okay. All right. I lost track. Okay. So for my next one... Um, I want to play something that by a band we don't play nearly enough, and that's Halloween. Yeah. And uh, in 1985, they released Walls of Jericho. It's their de- Jericho. It's their debut full-length studio album, and uh, singer Kai Hansen would go on to cover this song later on. But for now, let's hear a very young Halloween performing Heavy Metal is the Law. Yeah. 
Everybody's got to remember. Yeah, just remember and that. And you're going to be just fine. And I will say they pulled a uh, a kiss on this. The, the crowd noise you hear on that song was added later. It's actually a studio track. Yeah, I yeah. hate it when bands do that. I don't know that. why they do that. I don't know why either. But uh, yeah, that's a good song. It's either studio or live. It shouldn't be in between. All right. You know, something that I notice a lot here lately is people getting shot in the street by police. And something I've noticed, because I've recently been pulled over by a police officer, and I was on my way home, I was just cruising along, and all of a sudden I got blue lights behind me, and so I pull my ass on over. So what I do is I turn off my truck, I take my keys, I set them up on the dashboard, right? Mm -hmm. And then I take my hands and I put them on the steering wheel at 10 and 2, you know, so then I let him come up, so right, he sees my hands, and he sees the keys... And so he figures this dude's probably not an asshole. He's probably not a threat. He's probably not a terrorist. So I can be cool. Right. And guess what? He was cool. I don't know if he pulled me over for the right reason or if he just wanted to check out my old ass truck. (laughs) But I didn't get no ticket. I didn't get no warning. Didn't get no write-up. Didn't get nothing. But all right, you know, have a good day. And, you know, next time be a little more careful when you roll on through that stop sign. Right. You know, so I think that's something to be learned because what I'm seeing on TV a lot is, all right, if I'm going to be honest with you, (laughs) a bunch of punk asses out there breaking the fucking law, being dickheads to their fellow man, and then feeling like I shouldn't have to face the consequences for what I'm doing. Right. So if you're out there and you're breaking the law, you know, and doing shitty things to people and the police officer comes to you and says, get the fuck down or get the fuck out of your car or whatever. You probably want to do that. When you got a gun pulled on you, you want to put your hands on up where they can be seen. If you're not up to nothing and you're not up to no good, you put your hands up, they know, you know, this probably ain't our guy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I would hope that the confusion would be resolved very quickly. Mm-hmm. But what I see on TV is a lot of cops going, stop, and people going, I'm going to do what I want to do, yeah. and I'm just going to walk on away, or I'm going to walk on towards you, or I'm going to get up out of my car, and I'm going to wave my hands around, or I'm mm-hmm. going to put my hands in my pockets. you got to think about where we're at nowadays. Well, they don't know who you are or what your right. motive is. And in, I take this from a United States perspective because we are citizens of the United States of America. I know a lot of people listen to this show around the world and probably just say, wow, you guys are screwed up. But with all the crazy stuff that's going on here in the United States, as Americans, I got to say, you know, there's a lot of divide going on. And like you said earlier in the show, it's got a lot to do with the media. Oh, absolutely. You know, really provoking a lot of poking at different sides, different races, different groups of people against one another. And I know that other people in other countries that are listening to this can kind of relate to this, but there's a lot of terrorism shit going on Mm -hmm. in the world. You know, don't you think, and I'm speaking to Americans right now, don't you think that our police officers need our support right now with the shit that they're dealing with? 
trying to protect our children at their schools, trying to protect people at their churches. You know, there's there's homegrown terrorism going on where some crazy fucker can grab up a bunch of guns right now and go wherever the hell he wants to mm-hmm. and do what he wants to for five minutes before somebody has to shut him down. Yeah. You know, and we see this over and over and over again on the news in the last couple of years, man. This shit's escalated so much here in the United States to the point where, you know, think back to the, the 80s when we were kids and didn't have to worry about these kind of things. But today, you know, you got to think on top of the punk ass street bullshit that goes on every day in a police officer's vision, mm-hmm. there's the whole terrorist threat going on on top of that. Yeah. So do you think that, you know, dividing and you know separating yourself from the police is going to be good i don't think so i think Mm -hmm. uniting with the police and giving them support because man it takes a lot of courage to do what these guys do and you think about well you know mistakes do happen yeah they sure do and there are bad cops yeah there sure are you know we talked about it last week there's psychic vampires in all walks of life yeah we're all human absolutely you know and so i gotta imagine for a police officer with the kind of shit they deal with they're more susceptible to that kind of thing you know so somebody who works in law enforcement and you know really does their best to be their best and to leave their world a better place every time when they walk off duty you know really trying to do some good you gotta love and appreciate that and if that's not what america is supposed to be about i don't know what is you know so to you punk asses out in the streets making shit more difficult for our police officers to do their job when they've got plenty more to worry about than some bullshit that you're doing well, you're going to hear something like this. It's the ex-cops from 1995. This may be one of the crazier things I've ever played on the show. Mm, then again, maybe not. You might like it. It's kind of a Guar spinoff. It was a side project that Guar put together. This one's called Barbells. Yes. 
You go to prison. That was the greatest segue into a song that you've ever had. <laughs> you went full on speech mode into a segue. I was like, wow, that was seamless. Oh, man. I've been arrested too many times to run for president. Oh, I just knew man. I had to cut it off somewhere. And you did inhale. I totally did. <laughs> over and over. As did I. Well, no, what I, can you do? I ditto what you said. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, party, have a good time, all that stuff. But those guys are, you know, those guys take the risk of taking one in the head every day. So totally, can you imagine? You know, think about that. Yeah, no matter how shitty your job is, what are the odds you're going to get shot? Yeah, at I it? don't, I don't have to go to work every day. Going, I could die today at work. So I'm just saying, yeah. you know, instead of being a dick and instead of being a problem for these guys, you know, appreciate what they do because you never know when some crazy ass fucker is going to grab a gun and run into your kid's school. Mm-mm. So think about that. Yep. Next time you want to be a dick to a cop. I agree. Now for the worst segue in history, <laughs> I'm going to play a song called Let's Break the Law. Oh, man. Uh, but no, you guys understand. In a we, good way, right? Yeah, well, not really. But, there is uh, no good way. There is no good way. But hopefully you guys got some entertainment out of this, and we didn't get to mean to get too preachy, but it's us saying, you know, we want to respect the cops and what they do for us, and at the same time, a lot of cool songs about doing illegal stuff, but... Um, but no, I want to play something from my last pick by the Anti-Nowhere League. And a lot of people might be like, well, who is the Anti-Nowhere League? Because this band did not achieve any big success. They were an English hardcore punk band formed in 1980 by Tommy H., Clive Blake, Animal, and Carnage. Nice. They've put out seven studio albums from 1982 to 2016. And, uh... They were kind of part of the same scene as The Damned and Stiff Little Fingers, those bands like that. They didn't get as big as those bands did, but um, their big claim to fame is they were well-known for Metallica's cover of their anthem called So What. Mm, okay. Which has liberal use of the word cunt. Does this song have liberal use no, of the word cunt? but it's a fun song anyway. Okay. This is Anti-Nowhere League with a song called Let's Break the Law. 
Or not. Or not. We don't have to break the law. Or you could just listen to the album and enjoy it. Right, yeah. Live vicariously <laughs> through these bands that we've played for you today. Right. And speaking of which, every single band that you've heard here today, we encourage you to go out and check out their music for yourselves, you know, and yeah, get on iTunes, order some of their music through there, get on Amazon through our link, get some music through that. Support these bands and artists that we're playing for you because that's really what this is all about. We want we want to see rock and roll continue, yes. you know, so this is our little way to do that. Yeah, because, like, I don't want to be doing these shows like they're a funeral. You want to hear a story about me getting arrested? Yeah. Man, I got a couple to choose from. Let's see. Here's a good one for you. Here's a little uh, snapshot into my way, way into my past. Before I was 18... Hmm, bet you I was about 17 years old, out doing a little shoplifting. Mm-hmm. Me and my buddies were in my car. I think there was four of us all together. I got myself, um, a couple other dudes, and a dude we'll call Chad. Okay. Yeah, we'll call him Chad. Because he's, he's dead, so I don't want to use his real name. Okay. Or did I? So this is way back in the day. We're out on a little shoplifting spree, and you know you know me. I'm just stealing CDs. <laughs> That's the only thing I was ever interested in, CDs and cassettes. That's the only thing. When my buddies would be out shoplifting sprees, you know, and this was something we did was when I was younger, and I'm not proud of it because it's not cool. It's not cool to steal at all in any way. But this was some of the dumb shit we did when we were young because we listened to Motley Crue, and they were our fucking role <laughs> models. You know Motley Crue shoplifted. Oh, yeah. So we were shoplifting too. And so we're going through and we're doing our little shoplifting spree and we're in the mall and we're some of the shops behind the mall. We never stole from Inner Sleeve Records because we respected it. Okay. We uh, end up at a pawn shop and I remember distinctly, I'm like flipping through CDs and it's the old up the shirt down the front of the pants. And it was uh, Lynch Mob, Wicked Sensation. Mm. And so I up the shirt down the pants, out the door. You know, next guy comes out, he's got something. Next guy comes out, he's got something. I had an old Ford Fairmont. Mm-hmm. It was a four-door box of a car. It had recently exploded the solenoid. Uh-huh. So in order to start the car, in the meantime, while I didn't have the money to go buy a new solenoid and put it in, you had to take three pieces. Somebody had to hold those three pieces together with the hood open uh-huh. while the other person started the car. And once the car was started, you let go, close the hood, everybody jumps in and goes. All right. So we're just kind of hanging out all by this old blue car, waiting for the last dude, Chad, to come out. It was in the parking lot of the pawn shop. Uh-huh. And so dude comes out, and he's walking all funny, because he's got one leg is straight. He can't bend it. And I'm looking at him, and the car's not started yet. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, what are you doing? You know, and it was all just little piddly shit the rest of us got. It was no big deal. What did he take? He took a rifle. Oh, Jesus. And so he comes out <laughs> to the car and goes, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, fuck that. Uh-huh. Throw that shit in the bushes right fucking now. Yeah, like, you I know? get involved in this. So we're all out there arguing. Yeah, and he's that's going, like a felony. He's going, start the fucking car. Yeah. And I was like, it takes two of us to start the car. And I'm not fucking participating. <laughs> well, good you for know? you. So throw that shit in the fucking bushes. Let's fucking go. And so we're out there fighting about it. And the other guys are going, yeah, dude, just throw it. Just throw it. Because, man, that's serious shit. Yeah. That's not a Lynch Mob CD. No. That's Although fucking, a Lynch Mob CD is cool. That's Yeah, but this is a fucking firearm. Yeah. I mean, this is serious shit. Yeah, it's a shit. felony. And I'm just like, fuck no. We're out there yelling back and forth about this shit. And dude comes out of the pawn shop with a gun of his own. Oh, fuck. And he goes, I've already called the cops. They're on their way. You guys might as well just fucking stand where you're at. 
or I'm going to fucking shoot you. Oh, wow. And I look at him and I was like, you motherfucker. And now he wants to throw it in the bushes. Well, it's too late now. So he throws it in the bushes. In front of the guy? In front of the guy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, and it was just like out of a movie. The squad cars come around the corner. Oh, shit. Wheels fucking squealing and everything. Because this dude just called the police and said, these these guys stole Took a fucking a firearm out of my, my shop. Yeah. You know, and maybe arm, may have bullets. That's Who a code red knows, for them. You know? Yeah. They come out and they're like on the ground, you know, and we fucking hit the pavement, man. We went, every one of us dropped right down. Oh, we wow. Nobody tried to argue. Hell nobody no. Nobody tried to fucking say, <laughs> I got rights. We fucking dropped, you know, and I could have easily said, wait, it was this fucking. I just here, took a lynch you know? mob CD. Yeah. Come on, dude. I'm just, I'm, on, I'm just walking towards him with my lynch mob CD. <laughs> Drop the rock and roll. No, man, we hit the fucking pavement. We got thrown in the back squad cars, handcuffed, <laughs> took downtown, sh- fucking photographed, thrown in jail cells, the whole shit. They pull us out one by one, and everybody goes, Tell it was story. Chad. Yeah. You know, because it was. Yeah. Nobody else was, I mean, what we were doing was stupid and was wrong, but what he did no, took it way beyond the, the level. Yeah. But, man, to have a fucking cop with his gun to my head was a pretty messed up situation. Oh, yeah. But... Guess what? I'm still here today because I didn't act stupid, you know? That's a way better story than mine. Come on. You had cops you know, I was storming even, a parking lot. And I was given the mild one. You even had lynch mob involved. I didn't want to. Yeah, nice. It'd be funny if the cop was like, you could have at least taken, you know, under lock and key or, you know, tooth and nail. Or We'll have to do this again sometime when I've got the courage to tell the really, really good stories because I got two more. Or VIP could get some of that. Yeah. Let's save the rest of them for VIP. This was the Aaron Camaro gets arrested story that's pretty pale compared that's to the, the rest. That's the tame one? That's the tame one. I can't wait to hear So VIPs one. are going to get the rest. And I'll bust it all out because it's crazy and sad at the same time. Because I really screwed up my childhood by being a punk ass. Trying to be cool like Guns N' Roses. Trying to be cool like Motley Crue. Trying to be cool like Motorhead. <laughs> but Motorhead, they weren't stupid. They knew how to get in trouble, but not get arrested. They knew how to have fun, but not really break the law too much, right? Let me, right? He was just more sly about it, I think. <laughs> I'm sure he broke plenty of laws. <laughs> well, he's got some great advice for you right here and right now. This has been a tribute to the police. This has been... <laughs> A warning to dumbasses. This has been a little bit of everything here today with a whole lot of cool rock and roll wrapped up in between. But if we can leave you with one piece of advice out of all of this, be cool to cops. Don't break the law. And as Lemmy says, from 2000's We Are Motorhead, stay out of jail. See you next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 